For the younger ones here tonight, hopefully you've got your activity sheets and um, please do carry on with them. If you finish them or when you finish them later on, do give them to um, whoever gave them to you on your way in and you'll get a little gift from us as well. So um, do that as much as you can. Don't worry if you don't complete it or finish it. Um, just try and enjoy doing that as well. But you can listen to what's been said as well because the message is for everybody. Well, about a month ago, uh, something happened to a lady. Um, well, really, it's each parent's nightmare. Uh, because a lady called Kena was travelling with a three-year-old on the train. And when they arrived in their destination in Birmingham, they realised that they'd left the three-year-old's toy teddy monkey on the train on one of their changes. And so this little boy was inconsolable. His precious teddy monkey was lost and he was desperate to find him. Now, they, she made a few phone calls, desperate phone calls, and the, the train people were very good in helping but they found eventually this teddy all the way up in Edinburgh. So it, uh, they made a few phone calls, a few things happened, and they managed to get the teddy to get all the way back, uh, down back to Birmingham where they were. So this teddy on the way clocked up 619 miles extra and as well got a little jumper on the way. I think there's a picture there, jumper that was knitted for it. Um, I think the jumper was already knitted and happened to fit it uh, with the, the British Rail uh, logo on it. And there it was, the teddy was found. That moment, can you imagine for the parent when finally they can get a bit more sleep because the teddy is found. Well, I wonder this year, this Christmas, what are you searching for? What are you looking for? Maybe you're searching for the perfect gift for your loved one. And it's getting close. Sorry to kind of emphasize that again, but you've got just over a week to go to try and find that gift. Maybe you're looking still for the perfect decorations uh, to make that look complete and make your home Instagram ready. Maybe you just think, oh, there's a few more things that I need. Or maybe you're looking for the Christmases of long ago, you know, when they felt so magical and now they don't seem to have that magic. And so you keep trying to play the same music or put the same decorations up or watch the same films, just trying to search for the Christmases of the past. Or maybe you're looking for the perfect Christmas experience, you know, trying to go somewhere on a day out to experience that Christmas magic. Or maybe you're still searching for the matching Christmas pyjamas. And now you realise that you should have started looking back in August because they've all sold out. You know, you think, oh, and what are you searching for this year? Uh, maybe uh, this Christmas time you're searching for something a bit deeper than those things. Maybe you're searching for peace. There's so much out in our world, isn't there, that's scary. And so much that is hurtful and painful. So much that's unsettling. And we just seem to watch the news just seems to get... Uh, bad news all the time, and our hearts can be fearful, we can be all over the place. I just want peace, I just want rest. Maybe this year you're searching for forgiveness. As Christmas comes around, it emphasizes those relationships that aren't as good as you hoped they would be. Maybe the relationships that are broken, and it reminds you of family breakdown, and you, it, it's upset, and you just long for forgiveness. You've got a guilt maybe that's just gnawing away at you because of things that you've done or others have done. Maybe this year you're searching just to be told it's okay, just to be told you're good enough. You know, you look around and everybody else seems to have the perfect life. Everybody else has the perfect homes, the perfect holidays, the perfect everything, and, and you just feel like a failure. You feel like a mess. And you think, I wish somebody could tell me I'm, it's okay. I'm okay. What are you searching for this Christmas? Well, the good news is this. You see, if you're searching for something and can't find it, what does that mean? Well, it means you're lost, doesn't it? It means we're lost. And if we're honest, in some area of life, in every area of life, we can think, well, 
I haven't got it all together there. I feel a bit lost. The good news of Christmas is this. Someone has come to find you. Someone has come to find you in the lostness that we feel in this world. Somebody has come on a very long journey, longer than 619 miles of that Teddy trip I had a trip on. But he's come a long way to search and to find you. And he is the one who gives us what we're longing for. In the passage that was read earlier, one of the words that was used to describe Jesus, the baby born in Bethlehem, was Emmanuel. So there's one word I want you to remember tonight, and it's Emmanuel. And it means this, God with us. That's what it means. So we're going to look at each of those words in turn, and just to see how wonderful the news is that our search for Christmas can be over, because Jesus has come to find us. The first thing is this. Maybe today, uh, this evening, you're searching for meaning. Well, the first word in that description of who Jesus is helps us. God with us. Let's think about God. Jesus is God, the God who has come near and come close. And if we grasp that, it can have a huge impact on our life and how we view everything. I want you to imagine for a moment that you wake up and you're in a room that is all white. Okay, No windows, no doors. And your eyes come round to focus and you realise that there's a few other people in the room with you. And you start to spot them and they start to realise you're there as well. And the question soon comes up, why on earth? Are we here? So you start to talk to each other. Why do you think we're here? And one person straight away says, well, it's clear, isn't it? We've been abducted by aliens. No doubt about it. Uh, we've got to be careful now because they're going to come in here. They're going to do all kinds of tests. And we've got to watch out. Next person says, no, no, no. We haven't been abducted by aliens. We've just woken up from the matrix. And this is reality. And where our bodies are just in this big computer game. And this is reality now. And somebody else says, no, no, no. You've got it all wrong. This is just a dream. You're imagining it all. You just have to go back to sleep and you'll wake up and it'll all be fine. Now, which voice do you listen to? Do you see, in that room, when whoever says what they say, they're just guessing. Because we don't know why we're in that room. What do we need to get an answer to that question, why are we here? We need somebody to come from outside the room to tell us. Because otherwise, we're just throwing ideas around and we're just guessing. Well, in this world, when we ask that question, what's the point? What's life all about? We need someone from outside to tell us. Otherwise, we're just guessing. It's your opinion against mine. But Christmas tells us this. God has come to be with us. Somebody's come from outside the human race, as it were, to tell us why we're here and to tell us what life is all about. So if we're wondering about meaning, if we're searching for meaning, why am I here? What's this all about? The baby in the manger, Jesus, is our answer. He's the one who can help us. He's the one who can transform our lives when we grasp who he is. It's a huge question that he helps us to answer. Huge significance. God with us. The search for meaning. The second thing, maybe tonight, just searching for comfort. Searching for comfort. Christmas is a time of great joy, isn't it? Uh, for, for children especially, they get excited and, and maybe you're kind of got that with your children or your grandchildren now, you kind of get that infectious joy again because they're so excited about what's coming and only just... Uh, um, a week away now until Christmas Eve. But also Christmas can be really hard because it just emphasizes and reminds us of the people who used to be with us that are no longer here. Or maybe um, it just reminds us how alone we are and we're just scared to face the future alone. Life can be tough. And just again, looking over the last year, it's a time to look back, isn't it, Christmas? And you see the war still continuing in Ukraine 
and another war broken out in the Middle East. And it's just a mess and it's, it's pain everywhere. And not only that, in our lives, in our hearts, we can feel the fear that comes uh, with maybe test results that we're waiting for. Or we're worried about loved ones who are struggling, wondering, uh, worried about a relationship that is strained, or children and their pressures that they're facing in this world. We're worrying about our finances, all these things. It's, it's tough and life is hard. The great news tonight is that it is somebody bigger than us who can help us with all these worries and the concerns and pain that can fill our hearts. Jesus is Emmanuel, which means God. The second word is with us. God is with us. One of the things that increases our pain and the turmoil in this world is thinking we're all alone. And again, nobody else is struggling like me. Everybody else is fine. And I'm the only one finding this hard. But the baby born in the manger shows that God knows what it's like to go through what you're going through at the moment. God isn't far off or unmoved, but God knows what it's like to be where we are. You look at Jesus' life, even just looking at his birth. See, he wasn't born into comfort. He was born into poverty. He was ridiculed for his birth and who his father was. He was mocked for his whole life for that. He wasn't born into a secure place and a secure situation. But in fact, he was a refugee. He fled to Egypt. He lived a life of grief, we're told. He lived a life of sadness. He was a man of sorrows. He was betrayed. He was let down by his friends. He was abandoned by those he trusted. He knew deep distress. He knew what it was like to say, I, don't want to, I, I just can't carry on with this. He'd been there. And so that means that he knows what it's like, what we're going through at the moment. He says, it's as if he could say to us tonight, when we tell him our struggles, I know, I get it. You see, not on, we're not on our own, but the good news of Christmas, the search for comfort is here, because the one from heaven has come, bigger than us, can carry our burdens. And Jesus said, when he was on earth, he said, come to me, all who are weary, you feel weary tonight? All who are heavy laden, just carrying burdens that seem too big, come to me and I will give you rest. You'll give us peace and comfort. Come and find rest with him. So the search for meaning comes in God with us. The search for comfort comes with God with us. But I want us to think as well tonight of the search for forgiveness. God with us. I wonder what your favorite Christmas film is. If you could only pick one, okay, you had one time chance to watch a Christmas film, what would it be? I think for me, mine would be Home Alone. Okay, That is the one that I think... Um, is, is just the best one, really. And it's a Christmas classic, but there was a scene in it when we watched it this year that stood out to me that I, I kind of hadn't really took much, on, uh, or t- took much of it on board before. But it's the scene, which I think is the, I don't know much about films, but it seems like to me the turning point of the film. And it's when um, Kevin, he's the one who's left home alone, and old man Marley chat in a church. I don't know if you can picture the scene. It might be the bit you want to skip because they just talk for quite a while when you think of the action that's about to come. But listen to the words that are said there. Here's this man, old man Marley. He's the one who um, is shoveling salt all over the roads. And he's told, um, Kevin is told by his brother that he, he's killed bodies and there's bodies in the bucket and things like that. So he's, Kevin is scared of this man. But they sit next to each other in church. And old man Marley turns to Kevin and he says, have you been a good boy this year? Kevin says, I think so. And old man Marley says, you swear to it? And Kevin says, no. And then old man Marley says, I, I had a feeling. Well, he said, this is the place to be, they were in a church, to be if you're feeling bad about yourself. It is, Kevin says. 
I think so. And Kevin said, well, I've been kind of a pain lately. I said some things I shouldn't have. I really haven't been too good this year. And then they start to open up about their struggles. And this man struggled with his, um, his son and how their relationship had broken. And that point, from that point on, the, the film kind of turns. And it's the hinge on it. But how does it come? Well, Kevin admitting, yeah, you know what? I haven't been good this year. I, I, I've said things I shouldn't have. I've done things I shouldn't have. Maybe tonight you are aware of that. As you look back on this last year, you think there's things I'm not proud of. Pain I've caused that I, uh, that I wish I hadn't. People I've let down that I shouldn't have. Wounds that haven't healed. And maybe you think tonight, I'm too bad to go to church. Maybe you're, just a, you're glad the lights are off because you don't want anybody to look at you. And you don't think, oh, I shouldn't be here. But as to quote old man Marley, <laughs> he says, this is the place to be if you're feeling bad about yourself. Why? Because the God of heaven knows. He knows exactly what we're like. He knows all about it. And this is the good news. Emmanuel means God with us, with you, with all of our failures, all of our mess, all the wrong that we've done. He knows it all. And he says, and I can wash you clean. I can forgive it all. I'm the one who knows more than anybody else about you. And I offer him fresh start tonight. So if you're racked with guilt, and if you think there is no hope for me, the good news is God has come. God with He's come to you and he knows you with all the stuff you carry. And he says, I'm not afraid of the mess. I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty. Let me give you and offer you forgiveness. That's why he came. You see, what are we searching for tonight? Maybe it's meaning, maybe it's comfort, maybe it's forgiveness. The last thing is this. Maybe you're searching for love, for love. We thought this morning with the uh, children, we had an all-age nativity um, service this morning. And we thought about the pressure there was on children because they're asked, you know, they're asked that question this time of year and they, have you been good this year? It's kind of a hard question to ask, isn't it? But there's a lot of pressure on adults as well to get things right, isn't it? To get the right decorations or the right experiences uh, to, you know, uh, find the right things for different toys to be doing during the night to wake up to in the morning, if you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you find the pressure, you're scrolling on social media and everybody else is doing these amazing things and you feel, oh, I, what am I doing? I'm, I'm just not good enough. And maybe Christmas, not just Christmas time, but throughout the year, you know, you look at other people and you think, they've got the perfect homes, the perfect families, the perfect holidays, and I'm the only one who's struggling. Nobody else is in a mess like me. And so we pretend everything's okay, but deep down, we just don't feel up to it. We don't feel up to the mark. We're aware we fall short, and we just want somebody to say, it's okay. You know, I love you. Well, the good news of Christmas is this. God with us. Why did he come? He came because he loves you. And don't just put that off as thinking, oh, he means the person next to me. No, you. I mean the person next to you as well. They're included, but I mean you. That's what the Bible says. For God so loved you, the world, that he came uh, so that we could know him and and have our relationship restored with him. He came to save. He didn't come to say, sort yourself out. He didn't come to say, pull your socks up. He came to save us and rescue us. I'll finish with this story. It's not the true part of the nativity. You won't find this in the Bible, but it gets the point across of what and why Jesus came. The angel appears to the shepherds, remember, and the shepherds are told, go to Bethlehem because there you will find a baby born and laid in a manger and he is the saviour of the world. So the shepherds make their way down to uh, Bethlehem. And on their way, some of them popped home to get some gifts. They thought, we better give a gift to this great, important baby that's going to be born. So they brought, um, some people brought animals, other people brought expensive items that they had, you know, those things you keep and take to raffles and things. They thought, oh, I'll grab that. And they took it down for baby Jesus. 
And, uh, and there he was, they were all given their gifts uh, to Mary and Joseph as they went to see the baby. But there was one shepherd who went, and he was a bit embarrassed because he didn't have anything to give. You see, he was poor. Uh, and, and so he went home, and there was, there was nothing he could offer him. So he went empty-handed, and as everybody was giving their gifts, he just went to the, the floor, the earth to open up. So he thought, I haven't got anything. And as Mary and Joseph were struggling with all these visitors, Joseph called for the shepherd to come over. He said, come over here a minute. You know, he, they were so busy trying to deal with all these gifts, all these visitors that had turned up unexpected. This shepherd's hands were empty. And so Mary had the baby and said, could you just hold him for a second? And so there he was, empty-handed, but now holding the greatest gift of all, the Son of God in his arms, the Saviour of the world. As I said, it's not a true story, but the point is this. How do we receive the gift of Jesus? We don't come saying, well, I'm going to try harder now. No, we come empty-handed and say, I've got nothing. I haven't got religious works. I haven't got a good CV as it were. I've got nothing. And Jesus says, that's who I've come for, for those who come empty-handed. He's a free gift of grace. God with us. So are you searching for meaning tonight? Look to Emmanuel, God with us. Are you searching for comfort? Think of the God who is with us, who knows what it's like to struggle and find the trouble in this world. Or maybe you're looking for forgiveness. Well, the God who is with us knows us, knows you, and he loves you. I want to forgive you. And he did it all because he loves you. We sang in the carol earlier, and maybe you want to make this your prayer tonight. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. This is the great news of Christmas. And we pray as a church that you will come to know and, and, and love and experience something of the joy that this great baby born in Bethlehem can bring. If you want to know more and want to read more about Jesus, on the way out on the table, you'll find these John's Gospels. That is a, an eyewitness account of Jesus' life. And if you take one of them, you can read it. And if you read it with an open mind, it will change your life. And we would love to help you out uh, to know more about it. Uh, one thing you could do if you want to find out more, at the back of the Home for Christmas uh, booklet that you can take home, there's a QR code. If you click or scan that, you know, with your camera on your phone, it'll take you to a page on our website. You can just fill in a little online form uh, to let us know how we can best help you or pray for you or support you if you want to explore this faith a bit more. But it's lovely to see you and lovely to be able to sing together and to think about Jesus. And we're going to sing our last carol together now, which is Hark the Herald, Angels Sing. Let's stand together to sing. Thank you. 